0: Welcome to episode 11 of Press YYZ. This is your one-stop shop where we bring you all the best video game news and discussion with a uniquely Canadian twist. You can find the show on Twitter at Press YYZ, where we appreciate any feedback you may have. I'll be your host with the most tonight, Mitch George, joined by A.J. Fraser. What'd you sell your nips for? Alex Ballant.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hi, everybody. <laughs> Alexander Cozy Cozina. You guys spam the, like, group chat that we have on Discord with, I swear, like, a hundred messages a day talking about all these turnips. And Nathan, Mac, and Ernie. Honestly, you need to get into the Animal Crossing just for the nip talk. The nip talk's the best. I love the nips. I mean, I feel like, I feel like I can enjoy it <laughs> just, you know, looking on it from afar. I don't feel like I need to be a part of it, but. You'd rather watch this train wreck from a
0: distance? Yeah, sure. Because everyone at this point is well over 100 hours in this game, right? Or is it just me and Nathan?
1: Uh, that might just be you two. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm, I'm just checking in for, like, the, the two minutes it takes to run to the Nook shop and uh, see the prices. And then I'm turning it back off.
0: <laughs> yeah. So to explain it, for those who aren't familiar with Animal Crossing New Horizons, there is a mechanism in the game, which is the stock market, spelled S-T-A-L-K, where each day you get two price points on turnips, and you just try to maximize that using the internet and all that jazz like I did earlier today. So how's everyone's week been outside of Animal Crossing? Uh, interesting. Do go on?
2: Well, uh, obviously I've been playing a few games here and there. I've been playing more Bioshock 1. I've been playing Jedi Fallen Order. However, the main thing that has occupied most of my time over the past week has been building my first custom-built PC. PCs Nerd. are for nerds. This is something that's been. Don't be mean. Oh
1: no, I have built a PC before. It's it's amazing. It's, I love doing that. Yeah, it's so immensely satisfying.
2: So, um, this is something that's been a long time coming. I um, got the gaming uh, laptop that I previously was using back in 2017. Uh, it worked out fine, but eventually some issues began to crop up. Uh, for one, the hinge on the screen partially broke, and while I was able to fix it, it left the screen with a big permanent crack. And then two, uh, eventually my streaming efforts got to the point where it was really starting to tax the PC, and I came to realize, ah, oh, it's time for an upgrade. And so I decided, you know what? Might as well go ahead and build a PC. Every, uh, it sounds intimidating, but everyone that I've heard talk about it over the years that I trust has said, you know, it's not that big of a deal, it's a good skill to learn, it's easier than you would anticipate, uh, and so I decided to take a plunge. Monarchy, who is a viewer of my Twitch streams, uh, who I've become acquainted with over the past couple of months, uh, gave me a lot of pointers in terms of what uh, components I should be getting to uh, build a PC. Uh, I, I'm not going to go super in-depth here, but just quickly for those who might be curious, uh, my CPU, uh, based on his recommendation, was an AMD Ryzen 7 3700X 3.6 GHz 8-core processor. My motherboard was an Asus Prime uh, X570P uh, ATX AM4 motherboard. Uh, and my video card... Uh, the only thing that matters. ...is an EVGA <laughs> GeForce RTX... To, uh, 2060 6GB KL Ultra Gaming video card. It's a real mouthful, but basically all it have to numbers, say. some numbers, for sure. Yeah, those are a lot of numbers. Uh, how, how many
1: yeah. more graphics does it have compared to your laptop? Uh, it has... It's got to be at least
2: three, I bet. I
0: thought yeah, I was going to go with yeah, I, three I, graphics.
2: I, I'm pretty sure I, I checked this between two and three. When are um, we going
3: to get a RTX Minecraft stream? you got to use that um, RTX ooh. feature now.
2: I mean, but didn't they drop like the super enhanced graphics update from Minecraft? I mean, you can
3: with mods. Uh, you can yeah. you
1: can mod the Java version to have ray tracing and stuff. Yeah,
2: so God, we
3: gotta. I forgot s- that was built in Java. That's we gotta insane. S- see that in action.
0: Just watch the latest inside Xbox. You see some ray tracing in Minecraft.
2: I'm definitely going to take it for a run with something really super graphic intensive. The one problem right now is that uh, I did not get a new monitor to go with all this new equipment. Uh, So the current monitor that I'm looking uh, at things on is kind of so-so. It's not like you, you can't really kind of fully appreciate the graphical intensity of what my new video card can manage. Uh, but that will once the coronavirus stuff dies down and I can walk myself into a store that will probably change. If I can give um, you a,
3: oh, uh, just if I can give you a suggestion on monitors sure. uh, for that graphics card, you should get a 1440p with a 144 Hertz because you don't you don't need I mean you can run stuff at 4k, but you're gonna want like the high frame rate and you can really if, for 90% of games you can run stuff really high and so I, that's what I would suggest at least for that.
2: That sounds good. I'm definitely going to be looking forward to uh, getting into that soon. It's just, you know, right now with the coronavirus and whatnot, I would rather, you know, I would want to kind of like go into like a store and sort of see in person what I prefer and don't prefer. And right now it's kind of hard to do so.
0: Fair enough. So, um, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to transition, but if you have more to say, go for it.
2: Well, I just want to say quickly that, uh, yeah, I got all the uh, components together. Luckily, before all of the uh, you know coronavirus clamping down happened, uh, which is good because I don't know if uh, I would have been able to get all the components in time otherwise. Uh, and yeah, after a fraught and difficult night trying to figure out how to get through the first two steps uh i managed to build it all together and you know i I will say it is a very fun it is a very rewarding process like i said the beginning hours of building it were challenging but you know like many other challenging things in life i feel like you kind of just gotta keep pushing and get through it because the reward at the end is really worth it I've got a little bit of an
1: embarrassing PC story. So the PC that I built uh, back in 2013, it, w- it was pretty good. I had two graphics cards. I had an i7 in it. Um, you know, pretty good for the time. I spent maybe $3,000 uh, on Jesus. it. Ju- wow, it was just right. yep. the components for inside the case, because I inherited a case from my uncle. Um, eventually, I got fed up with the uh, with how loud that case was. Um, and uh, I, I really so, I bought a case off Amazon. It showed up, and I started disassembling my, my computer, because I had inherited this case, uh, from my uncle. He he had already had standoffs in it, so I had no idea, what specifically the standoffs were for or what they were supposed to do. Um, I ended up basically frying that entire computer because i had no idea yeah it yeah it was about two years after i made it and everything and so you know uh,
0: you got to be careful when it comes to those bibs and bobs in your pc
1: oh absolutely and that this is the kind of stuff that that greg miller always complains about and is afraid to screw up and doesn't want to ruin and it's just oh man it's so heartbreaking and but i've been itching to build a new one so
4: yeah,
0: honestly, seeing Cozy talking about this new PC build, seeing his posts on Twitter, seeing his jumping into his stream at twitch.tv/cozybearlive.
2: Yes, that is correct. Yeah, got it right.
0: Got a plug. Uh and Monarchy, the the fella he mentioned that's in his chat all the time, offered to help me with a parts list too, which I really do appreciate because it's something that I've been itching to do for a little while. Probably keeping it under a certain threshold if and when my wedding does happen, I need to spend money on that, mm-hmm. but God, being in being in isolation, I've been itching to do to have a project. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of being in isolation, Alex, I know you've been, uh, you know, you've caught the bug the same way I have in terms of binge spending on video games. So, what have you been uh, spending your time on?
1: Uh, so,
3: last week I I talked a little bit about this, uh, just to how I've been buying games, and I've bought a whole bunch that I haven't even really touched at all. But one of them that I actually have finally. Uh, spent some time with i'm pretty pretty early into the game is a uh, fire emblem three houses and i quite enjoy it i don't know I, I we're gonna get into a little bit later um about uh rpgs and jrpgs but Most JRPGs just don't do anything for me. Like, I just don't like the aesthetic, really. I'm not really that big into anime, either. It's nothing against it, and I know this is, like, kind of a gross generalization, but it just, the style of it doesn't really appeal to me. A lot of the tropiness of it doesn't really appeal to me. But there's something about Fire Emblem that just kind of, because I played um, Awakening when it was on the 3DS, and that was another game that just, like, it really just sunk its teeth into me, and I'm really enjoying it. I really like the sort of relationship building that you get to do with it. And then the combat is just kind of... It's really fun, turn-based uh, style. And I think the idea of having the three houses, um, like the name suggests, and, the, <laughs> and sort of the themes of, like, the class-based... Um, like the classism that kind of has been going into it so far I think is really intriguing and I'm really excited to keep sort of getting into it more
0: yeah I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say after what is it 80 hours to beat the main story or something like that
3: it's something like that I think I'm like <laughs> five so you know it's gonna be a little bit
0: you're gonna be there a while yeah,
3: yeah. you got oh, nothing cool. but time buddy Nothing that's, but time. that is very true but unfortunately I decided to because of the whole having an, an unlimited amount of time to do whatever I want, I decided to do something that I didn't think I was gonna do for years, and that's replay through Red Dead 2. Mm. And
2: uh, Oh
3: god, it's Red Dead 2 is though playing it, uh, though replaying it, it does lose a little bit of the magic because it can kinda see where a lot of like some of the scripted stuff is and the scripted nature of Rockstar campaigns very much shows when you play the game again. There's a really great YouTube video um, called... I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's, like, The Problems with Rockstar's Game Design. It's by a YouTuber named Nakey Jakey. He goes into, like, really in-depth detail about how Red Dead 2 is kind of... How Red Dead 2 is kind of really on rails, and that's kind of disappointing for what they promise. But I just think, despite that, the storytelling of that game is so amazing and so... Immaculate, and the characters of Arthur Morgan is are so well written that, and the fact that the main character from the first game is almost unrecognizable at the beginning of Red Dead Two, and you see him become the character he is in the beginning of the first game because Red Dead Two is a prequel. It's awesome, and I really, really dig the story, and that's kind of the main reason why I'm playing through it is just to experience that again because it's really great.
0: But for the most, we might as well with all the time we have.
3: Yeah you know i'm not watching any uh, movies so i might as well basically be watching a movie game
0: oh man all i've been doing is watching movies i feel like i've been playing a couple of games so i i did actually play through and complete katana zero Ooh, oh so good which, oh my so there was a point in that game where you get to make a decision and if you make the decision a certain way which is, well, i made it the first time the game just ends
2: yeah
0: which is just like it it is some very interesting uh storytelling Uh, elements in that game the the themes that it it covers in terms of you know battling with addiction and um you know it's it's definitely something to experience it's got like hotline miami vibes in terms of enter room kill everything really quick Mm -hmm. with some with some time travel involved like some time manipulation which is really cool uh definitely recommend anyone who's interested or has been interested check it out i know it's been on sale a few times so if you can catch it on sale like i did it was definitely worth the time worth the money
3: one of the um, uh, one of the biggest things i love about that game is just with the the time manipulation so it's like whenever you start a level you have to go through it and do it flawlessly without getting hit at all and You do it over and over and over again. And every time you fail, your character's like, no, that's not it. That's not right. That's not how I did it. And then when you finally complete it, you get to see the. Because you have a mechanic where you can slow down time to, like, do stuff, uh, to be able to, like, deflect bullets and stuff. Um, And when you do it, when you finally, like, beat the level, you see the uninterrupted version of the of the character going through and killing everything and it's just every time that happens it's just it makes you feel like a badass when you see it and that's what i really yeah, appreciated There, there about was it.
0: there was one level later in the game where it's almost uninterrupted where you're going through i think 5 or 6 different rooms like yep. different levels before you get that replay. So playing through probably 20 or 30 times of each of these levels and then getting to the end of it seeing that one continuous run through all of them flawlessly with no slowdown was really cool to see. Uh, and speaking of seeing, I actually watched a couple movies this week on Disney Plus. Mm. So earlier this week, um, in terms of when we recorded, it was actually yesterday, was the 25th anniversary of the release of a Goofy movie. Oh yeah! So I uh, I sat down last night and enjoyed all one hour and what one hour and 15 minutes of that movie or something like that. It's not a very long movie, but it's definitely something I remember fondly from my childhood and thankfully. So it holds
2: I up. watched some oh sorry go ahead yeah no, go ahead oh. you, you haven't spoken too much yet this podcast so. um i actually watched that
4: movie with my son this week he put it on in disney plus has nothing to do with my four-year-old and i was watch, watching it with him um i thought the movie was pretty good although i had some concerns nowadays with the fact that the main character gets away with lying to a girl um and somehow pulls it off at the end but it is what it is that was the 90s yeah it- yeah, that that itself is yeah. a little
0: dated, unfortunately.
4: Um yeah,
0: but I think as a whole like the the songs mm-hmm. in that movie are really good. The Mickey and Donald Duck cameo on the side of the highway hitching a ride is is great. Um yeah, it's just it's a real fun time if you've got Disney Plus. It's worth spending a very short amount of time for something that's just nice.
2: Yeah, so this movie was like one of my most beloved VHSs way back in the day.
0: Oh man, VHS. Yeah.
2: Alex, do you know what those
0: are?
3: Uh, those were the they're they're like the the thing oh my that god he spin. actually doesn't know no, i know what a vhs is <laughs> i was trying to think of a joke and i okay, guess well, that, I didn't come across. the joke is on me i guess
2: <laughs> and him. uh yeah it, it's been interesting watching this film become as popular as it is nowadays on the internet Uh, Like, I remember there was a very distinctive time in my life where this was, you know, one of many animated movies that Disney put out directly to video that really were, you know, kind of forgotten in the the kind of sea of all the other releases around it, and watching it kind of rise to the top has been humbling. Although there is, I I can't deny that there is a part of me that's kind of like, hmm, I, I kind of liked it better when it was this best kept secret, but... At the end of the day, I think it's good that more people are getting to appreciate and enjoy it.
0: Yeah. Uh, the other thing mm. I checked out on Disney Plus was Onward. So this this movie had a bit of an interesting story where it did release in theaters shortly before the COVID-19 pandemic really took hold. Uh, so it didn't get a long theatrical release. And they, Disney decided they were just going to throw it on Disney Plus. And honestly, I really enjoyed it. Hmm, yeah. um, it. It wasn't the best Pixar movie I've ever seen. It was an interesting story of two brothers going on a journey to try and spend one last day with their dad. And well, I don't know what it is, but Pixar, no matter what they release, every movie, without a doubt, at the end, I'm sitting there crying ugly tears because I don't know if it was the circumstances of watching it in isolation with not without family and friends there, or if it's just that Pixar magic of tugging on your heartstrings. But I was I was ugly crying by the end of that movie. It was really, really... Well ended, um, it it lacked a little bit of uh, character depth in the middle. Like it was very, it was very traditional. So I, the way I like to describe it, it was a B plus Pixar movie yeah. with an A plus ending.
1: Hmm. So I I've heard it described as the 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 a a tale of two brothers uh, similar to but similar to. F- Hold on, let me get my words straight here. Light, so Frozen, Frozen is a tale of two sisters. It's no. the boy's answer to I Frozen. I don't feel that. Mm. No. That's what I've
3: heard. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I, I, I've heard that as well. This
0: movie is not as good as Frozen yeah. or Frozen 2.
3: Okay. I haven't seen it. But it enough. is I still very Frozen good. It is yet, worth so.
0: watching if you have Disney Plus since it is there. And it's actually not the last movie that's going to end up there. I actually read earlier today that Disney's planning on releasing the Artemis Fowl movie there. And I didn't even realize that was coming out. And now it's just going straight yeah. to Disney Plus. It's not even
2: going to theaters. Are, are any of you fan, guys Artemis Fowl fans? I grew up on those books. I'm actually really looking forward to what the movie okay. does. Because I am uh, not a fan myself, but I am friends uh, online with a couple of other fans, including you. Uh, and what they've all been saying <laughs> is, yeah, this looks like it's a complete deviation from the book. It's not going to be good.
0: I mean, I haven't read those books since I was a preteen or a teenager. So it's been a while. Um, I'm still looking forward to whatever it is they put out um but nathan i know we've been hogging a lot of this time so
4: what have you been up to this week um so i Uh i know it's hard to believe but i played a lot of animal crossing oh wait really no no way uh and i might be fully addicted to it i think i'm gonna have a kk slider concert coming soon so it's been a lot of fun uh but other than that just working not a lot going on just animal crossing yeah I also forgot to mention at the
0: top of the show that I'm incredibly depressed today because when we were planning out the first two to three months of this show I told you guys that I was not oh, going yeah. to be here for tonight's recording oh, and no the reason way. I was not going to be here for tonight's recording
1: is that I had tickets to see Hamilton oh. tonight
0: I guess who's not seeing Hamilton right now oh
2: man <laughs>
1: yeah <sighs> my girlfriend and i were in the same boat a couple weeks ago we were supposed to go see it but then at the last minute they really want to see when it. they canceled it so yeah yeah it's a so super if I, bummer it,
0: if i seem a little bummed out that may be why
1: stop thinking about it
0: it's hard not to think about because it, it
1: oh. think about video games at least you have alcohol At least
0: I have alcohol, and at least we still have video games.
1: And, surprise, surprise, there's some
0: video game news this week in the news drop.
2: Let's do it. I gotta say, kind of surprised by how much news there is. Oh, wait a minute. Did I just interrupt the news drop jingle? Ready, set, go! News drop.
0: Probably, oh, but I don't I'm care cause it's actually not very good. I'd rather, you know, I, I still want to tinker with that a bit. I don't really like the way it sounds on the recording, but that's just me. All right. I'm overly critical of the things that I do. Yeah. <laughs> so the first couple of stories, I'm going to group them together, again. this is going to be our next-gen news nugget. The first story is that Sony has introduced us to the PlayStation 5 DualSense controller. It's and beautiful. This, yes. this, it's gorgeous. I'm pulling this right... Ra- <laughs> I'm pulling this right up from GamesIndustry.biz from Brendan Sinclair. And, yeah, it's a controller.
3: There's a lot (laughs) of opinions about it.
0: (laughs) Yes, the internet is abuzz with opinions on this controller. So, in terms of what Sony's put out, they've rebranded their controller, which has been the DualShock since the PlayStation days. Uh, Six Axis. It has been the DualShock since the PlayStation days because we don't talk about the six axis. And (laughs) what they've done here is kind of interesting. They've added, they were reportedly introducing new haptic features in the controller.
3: Which, you know, was on the Xbox One controller.
0: uh, Okay. So the haptic features they're adding to the controller are not trigger-based. They are also adding additional functionality within the triggers to have more sensitivity in terms of feedback in the triggers, which, yes, is borrowed from what Xbox did with the Xbox One controller. They're also adding a built-in microphone to the controller as well as a mute button, which is, you know, long long overdue for any of these major controllers. I'm so happy they're introducing that hardware mute button, Uh, as well as rebranding the share button as a create button. And Sony's going to tell us a little more closer to launch of the console what that button will actually do.
1: Okay, I have a question about those two buttons. Um, we've, We've gone away... In, in recent years, and even this last generation, um, Xbox started it, I guess, um, from putting putting a word to that button. Um, on the Xbox controller, there's the hamburger button, and then there's the button with the windows on it. So now the PlayStation new PlayStation 5 controller has a hamburger button, which I assume is like the start button, and then this sh- the new share create. button, create button, has these three... I like to call the the, the, from
0: it. I I like to call it the goose, uh, the goose button, because it looks like the noise that the (sighs) goose would make in Untitled Goose Game. Oh, that's brilliant. (laughs) Or we call it the honk button if you, if you
1: prefer. (laughs) (laughs) I still got to finish that game.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too. So,
2: (laughs) let me take you all on. Sorry, I, I, I don't know, AJ. Did you have something more you wanted to say on the?
1: Uh, yeah, they still got the sticks wrong, but continue, cause. Okay,
2: I just want (laughs) to take you all on a quick little journey here. So I remarked on social media how this new controller kind of looks like the uh, logo for Kojima Productions, Ludens. If you had too much monster energy, and then at some point, someone on another Discord channel I was part of brought up the old Boomerang PlayStation Three controller that was prototyped and ultimately yeah. rejected. And when I saw that, I was like, you know what? That kind of looks like old Snake. Like it's you know tall and langy and skinny. And kind of mm. weird and wrinkly and decrepit. And then I, I kind of, like, I sat there and I'm like, is Hideo Kojima secretly involved in the design of all of these controllers? Because there is a Hideo Kojima through line in both of these weird-ass controllers that I, I don't think we the, can deny anymore. I the think boomerang... For...
1: <laughs> Go ahead. The, no, the, I was just going to say, the boomerang controller is weird enough. I could see Kojima, like, trying to make that, for sure.
2: Yeah.
0: I think you're just digging too much into it. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, the other thing they've done, actually, is they moved the light bar from the front of the controller to the top of the controller, which is... Is uh, that going to have some sort of impact on PSVR on the next-gen I mean, yeah. console? Because I know that heavily used, the light bar, so if it's not on the front, how, yeah, it looks how is that like controller going to be tracked?
3: It looks like it's smaller as well, like from at least what I can tell, which I'm hoping because of that because there's not as much there that maybe the controller will actually last for more than like four hours because oh, the white bar God. was the thing that drained the battery from it so they're reducing... all this
0: extra functionality though right this haptic yeah. feedback the haptic triggers is going to drain battery as well so it'll be interesting to see what they do there yeah. i do like the fact that they've rounded out the controller a little more it looks a little more like a natural thing to hold in your hand. Cause I felt like the dual shock has always been a little too straight mm-hmm. for me down the sides to the, yes. to the grips of the controller. Whereas this looks a little more bulky. It looks like it'll fill out my hand a lot more comfortably.
1: Yeah. Xbox got that right a, a while ago with, with regards to like the natural placement, like of your hand and especially the thumbsticks, right? Nope. <laughs> um, where, where where it just it just sort of makes sense um that 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 it looks like when you hold your hands out in front of you and just in a natural resting position you can imagine holding that controller in a way that wouldn't strain your hand
0: so everything you said there was right including the offset sticks i'm sorry nathan i've been a playstation stand almost my entire life but offset sticks are better um but you said Xbox controller and not Switch Pro controller because the honestly, Switch Pro the Switch controller Pro is controller is the best controller no, I've ever isn't. used. No, it not It's not. Yes, it is.
3: It is definitely not. And the reason, yeah. yes, the why is. I will say that is because it doesn't have real triggers. It has buttons.
0: I don't care. Okay, so the, the that limitation is because of the Joy Cons. It has to match what the Joy Cons have because those controllers are so small. They can't have digital, or they have to have digital triggers. They can't have analog triggers. So yes, while I agree with you that the triggers are lacking, I still feel like in terms of shape and comfort and stick orientation switch pro controller takes the cake for me well let's agree to disagree fine but one of the
3: the 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 gamecube controller is actually a terrible controller it's only good for smash brothers
0: (laughs) even then it's not good i've played too much smash with the, the switch pro controller at this point i tried to use a gamecube controller at aj's birthday party i barely won
3: so one of the things I think that's the most interesting about the DualSense is just the color scheme of this of this default model. The fact that it is white mm-hmm. uh, will kind of seems to give it's... an indication of what the console itself is going to look like. Or, I it's mean, two-tone. somewhat.
1: It, it's it's definitely two-tone for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested to see, like, the other color variants that are obviously going to come out with it. You've seen mock-ups, like, yeah. fan mock-ups of, like, the black on black, which looks really cool. Um, it does, yeah. I'd, I'd be excited for a, a red on black. Yeah. Um, that would be
2: super red.
0: Yeah, it remains to be seen if they're going to have other color variations at launch or if we're going to have to wait a couple of years for that. I feel yeah. like the... Um, uh, but
2: Sorry, I just want to say very quickly. No, no, go uh, for. I feel like the industry has moved away from these kinds of controllers, but a semi-transparent controller I would be very fond of. Oh, that'd Aww. be nice. Again... Bring back that yeah, like it's not very Arctic
1: common, Game Boy the atomic purple, purple see-through game boy one that one was great what i'm oh, holding yeah. up
0: for the discord to see that our v- our listeners cannot is that i have the semi-transparent Ooh. or translucent red dual shock 4 and that's my go-to controller and mm. i freaking love this so if we got something like i like the translucent look of this i like the translucent look of the switch pro controller so give me that on the dual sense and i will be a happy
2: gamer cool
0: Uh, I also just wanted to add that Jim Ryan, as part of this release, did reiterate that they are targeting a holiday 2020 release for the PlayStation 5. And it remains to be seen if that target date will actually be hit. So our next story in our next gen news nugget is related to Xbox and that they had an inside Xbox presentation this past week. In terms of next gen news, it was kind of light. The only real piece of news that we were able to pull from this is that they reiterated that external hard drives will be usable to boot games from. You will not have to only expand with the Seagate expansion drive, but Xbox Series X games will have to be on the internal storage or one of those external external uh, memory expansions. They cannot boot from a hard drive, an external hard drive. Whereas mm-hmm. older Xbox One, Xbox 360 games that are saved to those hard drives, you could plug it into your Xbox Series X day one and things will work.
1: I still so. maintain that at some point they're going to, like technology is going to improve in such a way that they will be able to match the speed of those proprietary drives and somebody will come along with an external drive made specifically for it and it'll work just fine.
0: I think part of that limitation will actually have to do with the USB mm-hmm. uh, interface. It, it can only transmit speeds so fast. It's not about the drive itself. The drive could probably read and write, but the actual like, interface between the drive and the system may not be able to support it. Uh, and you know what else isn't, un, is unfortunately not going to be supported anytime soon is The Last of Us Part Two and Iron Man VR. Mm. Both games uh, have been R1 delayed out. indefinitely. Uh, This news coming, again, from GamesIndustry.biz from Rebecca Valentine. And Sony announced that both games are being delayed indefinitely due to COVID-19. It sounds like the games are more or less done. They're in the final stages of bug fixing, but given the logistics that are outside of Sony's control, they don't feel like the launch could be to the satisfaction of the developer. So they're delaying it until such a point that I guess they feel comfortable releasing it with the... um, with the constraints on physical retail and uh, manufacturing and the logistics of just getting these discs where they need to be, I guess they felt like they had to hold off.
1: I know I know physical media, especially for you, Alex, is still kind of a big deal.
3: Yeah, I'd like to say I'm sorry um, I'm part of the problem here.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I've I, gone mostly digital at this point, so this kind of really bums me out. Um, I get it. But at the same time, like a few years ago, weren't they like trying to make like everybody trying to make a push for like buy a little a few more things here and there digital and just trying to expand that library so they could I don't I don't know well that's why the
3: Xbox One was the failure that it was was because they tried to push for that too early they
1: pushed for that way too early but then subtly and slowly everybody just started creeping up with that same thing and then you know
0: i mean i'm sure it's not like there's probably a lot of legalities in the back end of if they put this out digital first and then didn't ship day and date to stores that all of their retail partners would have a conniption yeah so i'm sure there's a lot more to this than just oh yeah gamers like physical so the physical sales need to be there i don't think that's the case is it if they launched iron if they launched iron man vr tomorrow digital only it would probably still sell gangbusters
1: is it i'm sorry i I gotta ask sidetrack here is it conniption? Because I've always heard knip shit. Throw a knip shit. Kniption.
0: No, it's conniption. There's I've
2: no never swear heard it in that way.
1: Air. I've never. Nope. It's knip, knip shit no, it's is what I've always heard.
2: Oh, man. Um, so damn. I want to put forth a very admittedly speculative idea here. Uh, But Naughty Dog has stated that they want to release some sort of iteration slash new version of The Last of Us multiplayer mode at some point in the future. And the way that they previously made it sound, it would be coming sometime after the release of The Last of Us Part 2's single-player campaign. Do we think it's at all possible that when The Last of Us Part Two gets rescheduled, we could see some sort of this multiplayer component come along with it because i will have had the time... Uh, since then to build it and include it? Or is that very wishful thinking?
3: I think that's probably wishful thinking. Just I was from the way that they were talking about um, the multiplayer being excluded from the initial release of the last of us, they made it seem like it was going to not be a part of the last of us part two, but more its own individual game. So I was kind of more expecting to see this like next year at the earliest and i think especially with them not being in the studio together with them all having to work from home it's going to make that development a lot slower just because Mm -hmm. there's not as much it's harder to be able to communicate via um working from home and being able to collaborate on it it's possible but it just i think it's going to be slower so i i just don't see it happening unless this delay because it is indefinitely unless it's really delayed depending on how things go
0: i've i would say it's probably hard for them to continue any development on the last of us part two once they finish with this bug fixing cycle that they're in because the majority of bug fixes actually come after launch after the public has their hands on these games and finds a lot of these vulnerabilities without the ability to resolve any of those post-launch because it's not launching anytime soon they could potentially be building those same bugs into this multiplayer this you know rumored multiplayer component. So they probably want to wait until they have a stable single player code base before they branch off to do the multiplayer. So I would be I would be more expecting to see something totally different from them being developed in the meantime, not an extension to The Last of Us Part Two. just because there's no guarantee that what they have is a fully functioning, I mean, it's fully functioning, but there's going to be more bugs in there that they're going to have to squash after the game goes live.
3: So what game do we think is going to get delayed next?
0: Whatever Sonic game Sega was going to announce this year, because we knew that they had a bunch of announcements lined up, and I feel like all that's just hit the fan at this point.
3: I'm going to say, even though Microsoft is super, like, they're super adamant about saying Series X is coming out this year, I think Halo Infinite is going to get delayed. And I hope it does. Why? I think both consoles are getting
0: delayed, but that's another discussion.
3: Why do you hope Halo gets delayed? Because the fact that we haven't seen anything from it, by this time there would have every other Halo game since Halo Three for would sure had has least had an a beta trailer and it has that. also had a beta as well. And the fact the that the betas
1: happened over the summer, though,
3: yeah, but like they happen, they've happened years, like the yeah. year before as well. Um, and so I don't know; it just it's really making me nervous because the, especially the fact that we haven't seen any
0: actual gameplay. So I know we haven't seen much from Halo Infinite, but you know what we have been seeing a bit of online? What have we been seeing? Cooking Mama cook star <laughs> gameplay. <Ooh. laughs> so now we get into the what the hell is wrong with Cooking Mama section of
2: the show. In that... do have a weird year. Yeah, and it's only April. I, I'm really looking forward to hearing about this because I heard about like all the weird problems that people were having with the game, but I didn't hear about the kind of insider leak/explanation which I think you're about to delve into.
0: That is correct. So the article I've pulled is actually from Screen Rant from Christopher Teuton. Teuton. I uh-huh. I apologize for not pronouncing that any better, but it's an exclusive interview with a developer who worked on Cooking Mama Cookstar. So Cooking Mama Cookstar Switch eShop controversy explained. So one developer has spoken up to the rumors of so to catch everyone up Cooking Mama Cookstar was weirdly advertised last year to involve some sort of blockchain technology and coin trading within the game in terms of in-game currency and all these other weird technical buzzwords that didn't make any sense. The developer of the game isn't actually a developer, they're a publisher. Uh, And according to this uh, inside source, Uh, A lot of the talk around cryptocurrencies before launch were just buzzwords. It was the heads of the publisher knowing very little about these things, just wanting to put fancy language out to get potential investors interested who like those sort of things. Uh, And there were lots of reports of the game crashing and overheating switches, which was part of the rumor as to why it was delisted from the eShop, even though physical copies are still out there. Uh, The developer who was interviewed actually spoke to this. Uh, In terms of crashes and overheating, that would be because the game was made in Unity. Uh, Unity being one of the most popular game engines out there. By many people working on their first game, it's not the best product, but it made it through several vigorous reviews by Nintendo and Sony. There's no way crypto mining stuff could get through uh, those tests. I doubt anyone at the publisher would even be able to make something that involved cryptocurrency in this game. So it sounds like there was just a lot of first-time devs having to work on this game and just not building a very stable product. So uh, to get into the real reason why Cooking Mama Cookstar was pulled from the eShop, it's legal. (laughs) So there's a legal uh, battle brewing between publisher Planet Entertainment and the IP holder of Cooking Mama Office Create. Uh, This is because Planet Entertainment released the game against the request of the IP holder, uh, and Office Create, the IP holder, wanted them to continue publishing the game or even cancel it. There was clearly a lack of communication between publisher and developer, and, uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Uh, any thoughts on this stuff?
2: <laughs> mm, Mama deserved better.
0: Oh, God, I, I loved those games back on the DS and the Wii, but it hates. I hate to see Mama being put in a corner like this.
1: What about Babysitting Mama?
0: That one doesn't count.
1: No, no, no. Don't shake the baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: Is just that a
0: general true? life lesson. You shouldn't shake babies. That's fair. Uh, and if no one has anything my else... My babies turned out just well, no, fine. No, you should I not, not shake babies. The You're the only parent here. You should know you should not I've shake babies. I never shook
1: babies. my babies. <laughs> Alex, should we shake you? I mean, I'm... I
0: He's our nothing. resident film baby. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so speaking of babies... I just want to be held by someone right now. <laughs> oh, God, I'm in, I'm in the same boat. It, it's so uh... lonely. It's so lonely. Uh, speaking of babies, a NASCAR driver rage quit a virtual race and is definitely not mad about that. Wow. (laughs) So this story caught my eye because over the last few weeks, NASCAR has actually been using a racing sim, iRacing, to run simulated races with their professional drivers. So it is really one of the first instances of the actual athletes of a sport taking esports to a nationally broadcasted uh, event, which is really cool. But uh, this story coming to us from Kotaku written by Luke Plunkett, there's one driver that wasn't so happy with the situation. So during this uh, past Sunday's race, which was televised, uh, driver Bubba Wallace, yes, Bubba Wallace, quit in the middle of a race after tangling with rival with a rival in the most video game way possible. So during the event, uh, Bubba Wallace and Clint Boyer came together a few times, which the official NASCAR accounts has highlights of if you want to check that out. Uh, The view from Wallace's stream is much better, where you see him getting audibly upset at the fact that Clint Boyer is just coming up and hitting his car like you would in any other racing video game. So he decided to just quit mid-race, dropped his controller, quit the stream, that was it. And his main sponsor actually caught word of this and dropped him as a sponsored driver. So he no longer has a sponsor for his race car when we get back to real race car (laughs) driving. So... How bizarre is this that we could talk about NASCAR on a video game podcast?
1: Yeah. I mean, so okay, so it's it's well, this is like the the first like real big kind of like instance of the 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 real quote unquote professionals coming into our world and playing our simulation uh, games and stuff like that. I know for a fact uh, in Formula One, uh, Max Verstappen and like Lando Norris and stuff like that, they they actually do play the uh f1 game every year um and stuff like that um and i i don't know if they like necessarily compete so much but uh, every once in a while on their social medias and stuff they will uh, you'll see them getting together and like having a little competition or something like that playing a game together and stuff so, so it, it, it's it, definitely one of those real cool things
0: it's funny, too, because this, you know, officially sanctioned e-sports event from NASCAR actually had some other weird things happen during it. So another driver missed his qualifying because he had connection issues, so he wasn't able to get into the game. And seven-time NASCAR champion Jimmy Johnson fired his spotter less than 20 laps into the race after he his spotter falsely told him that he was clear, only to then be involved in a crash. So... It's just bizarre the way that this is shaping up to be our sports lives now. And Luca actually has a really interesting way that he wraps up this article. I recommend go give it a click, go give it a read. The videos he links are hilarious. Uh, But his final line, I miss sports. And while fake sports just isn't the same, it's certainly shaping up to have its own charms.
3: The sports world is really like, they're really going through a weird phase right now, especially with this next uh, story for the read all the things. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and I mean, there there are other leagues that are getting into this. So I know the NBA has started streaming 2K games amongst their players. So it's like esports is really filling a void where uh, sports would have normally been, you know, right in the thick of things at this point, you know, we'd have NHL playoffs just about at the nba playoffs like it it, this is like the time uh baseball is just getting back so i know i know at the
1: eglx before the one we all met at uh this past year so 2018 uh mitch marner on the uh maple leafs was actually there and he yeah he actually uh got up on stage and played some video games in front of everybody and that was he actually
0: just started streaming on twitch oh did he yeah, he's streaming a lot of Call of Duty Warzone on Twitch. I've been following it. It's it's. I gotta I gotta tell my
1: girlfriend about that because she
0: also loves Leafs. Tangent, but Mark Hoppus of Blink One Eighty Two is streaming on Twitch. Oh He's streaming God. Animal Crossing. What? Yeah. Hell yeah. And <laughs> no, it's just insane. uh And what else is insane is what I've put into read all the things. So to get back into our sports motif. Uh, Dana White, president of UFC, is basically trying to start his own Mortal Kombat tournament where he has acquired or he has sort of made a private island available for his fights.
1: It's closer to dead or alive than it is Mortal Kombat.
0: But assuming he has, you know, female fighters come down as well, then sure. But I mean, otherwise,
3: hopefully we'll be seeing some spines getting ripped out soon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So apparently he's. He's acquired the use of this island for two months and is planning to stage weekly UFC fights. So, yeah, that's weird. And go give it a read because it is just bizarre what this guy's trying to do with his organization and basically turn it into a fighting game tournament. And with that, I think we can get into its reigning deals. AJ, I see you've got a couple on the list this week, so have at it.
1: Yeah, so, um,. Game Pass Ultimate, which is the combination of Xbox Live Gold and uh, Game Pass specifically, where they took the two and they combined them together and just put it under one uh, skew, I'll call it, as well uh, is, as PC
3: Game Pass as well.
1: As well it as PC it. Game Pass, uh, it's going to be one dollar for new subscribers, and that's pretty awesome. So if you don't have, if you don't even have Game Pass, um, and, and I believe this is only for a month. I think that your first month is only $1. Um, yeah, I so, couldn't find the
0: end date of the deal. I tried to look for it. I couldn't figure it out.
1: Yeah. So if you've been uh, looking to get into game pass, but like the, the 15 bucks was a little, was pushing it for you. Maybe $1 uh, can help push you over the edge and, and give you a taste of what you're missing. Um, and then uh, stadia pro uh, is going to be free for the next two months for everybody. So your weird what? pyramid scheme, are you trying yeah, to get everyone it, involved it, in it? now? Yes. Yes, I need more friends. Hey, Everybody, make a Stadia account. All, all, four of you, make a Stadia account and and please be my there friend. There
0: might be there might be enough guardians to fill a Destiny Two lobby.
1: I would I would like cozy. I would like to see you boot up Stadia on your on your new fancy PC and
2: just stream it and 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 play a Stadia
1: game on your PC. Streaming that,
2: I am gonna note down. Look into Google Stadia right now. And I'm going to, maybe not directly after I finish streaming tonight, but at some time over the next few days, I will definitely download it and see what the fuss yeah. is all about.
1: I, th- I think so, it's a bit of a slow rollout, uh, I think yeah. you were saying, Mitch, um, and it yeah, might not be available to everybody yet, but, um, you know, that, it, it, like all the other Stadia features, it'll take some time.
0: They've said that within 48 hours, all existing Stadia markets will get access to this promotion. So Great. by the time the show comes out, everyone should be able to access it if they should, if they so choose. Yeah. And speaking of Game Pass Ultimate, uh, baby boy Ballant, I saw that you shared something earlier today that I also took advantage of. So go ahead with that.
3: Yeah. So on uh, Halo's Twitter account, they posted. Uh, A partnership that they're having with Meta Meta Threads, uh, which I believe is a it's a clothing company. It's like a gaming clothing company. And they are they're doing a shirt uh, called the We Got the Spartans shirt. And it's going to be available through April 21st. And every purchase comes with one month of free. Uh, Xbox Game Pass, which is pretty awesome, as well as all of the profits. 100% of the profits are going to uh, global giving and coronavirus relief fund. So it's just for one, it's a it's a really nice shirt. It's got like the UNSC logo on it, and it's got the hashtag We Got the Spartans. It says hope and love on it, uh, and then it says Halo 2020 on the sleeve. It's it's a really nice shirt. As well as it's just also going to a really good cause, so um, if you want to look at uh, look into that, it's uh, metathreads.com/halo
0: relief. And, and I think Alex and I both retweeted that, so if you yeah. can't find it buried in Halo's Twitter th- uh, Twitter account, we both put it up there. So I am retweeting it something, right now.
1: Yes. something
0: worth checking out. That is technically the second covid 19 relief shirt that i've bought because i also purchased uh andy cortez's nitro rifle shirt in which all of the proceeds are going towards covid uh covid relief so woo! that's just one of those things yeah and with that with that we all good we ready oh yeah Mm -hmm. ready to get into this thing all right it is time for our topic of the show so this week we are going to play player's choice where we will collaborate on a list of the most important RPGs of all time.
3: And this is in celebration of Final Fantasy VII Remake being the last major game to actually come out in the year 2020.
1: It's still not out yet as of the time of this recording. It's Anything out in Australia happen. and Anyf- Europe, and that's,
0: and it, it that's broke, what matters. It
1: broke the street date. <laughs> it's not on, quite on out this,
0: yet. On a, okay, so to tangent a bit, uh, with what happened to Final Fantasy VII Remake, I can understand why developers like naughty dog like uh camouflage and just sony as a whole want to push their games out indefinitely because you don't want to have a staggered release for something like the last of us part two
3: yeah that would
0: suck. final fantasy 7 is a game people know people love people reminisce about so there's less spoilers there i've, I've heard that there are still some pretty major uh, departures from the original game which i'm looking forward to playing all day friday because i didn't realize when i purchased the game digitally that friday is a national holiday so i'm not getting this game it all Tuesday. day on friday oh, i bought it on no. i bought
3: so i canceled my amazon uh pre-order for it and I'm, i bought it on walmart uh but walmart actually had a better um a better ship date than amazon so physical copies they're
0: so great <laughs> except for right now because uh, the world is going to shit so, yeah. so uh, I want
2: to just say quickly player's choice uh, let's get back to
0: it okay, no, no, no no hold
2: on <laughs> it is related to the subject of Final Fantasy <laughs> okay. and player's choice uh, normally right. I'm not somebody who tends to get a whole lot of games the date that they exactly come out but this is a game that I've been meaning to get and the reviews for it are so high that I think I might actually get it maybe like not right away because there's still some stuff I need to do over the next week or so but like uh, i'm passing know, on it like a week and a half from now i think i'm gonna you know, go for promise it promise
4: not
0: to spoil it for you yeah it's not a problem who else who else is buying final fantasy 7 remake as soon as it comes out
4: no Um uh, oh interesting but uh with final fantasy 7 just without all the okay. uncertainty of everything right now i have to pass on new games for a little bit <laughs> plus i've got a ton of review things that i've got to catch up on that's it's
0: understandable fair. Well, let me know if you want to borrow Doom Eternal, because once Final Fantasy VII comes out, that's all I'm going to be playing. (laughs) So, topic of the show, player's choice. Most important RPGs of all time. I know last week we said JRPGs. Do we want to limit ourselves in scope to just JRPGs, or do we want to say, blow the doors off, we're talking any RPG that's ever come out?
1: I think for the purposes of discussion and based on my personal uh, experience, I think it'd be more uh, it, it would be better to broaden the definition of RPG a little bit more.
0: More entertaining, right?
2: Mm.
1: Uh, I wouldn't call my answers entertaining, but sure. Yeah,
0: That is also true. Uh, earlier, Nathan Cozy, any, any strong opinions one way or the I other? I mean,
2: earlier I said that we should, if we're going to expand it to be all RPGs, that we should make it so that we're deciding on more than just 10 uh, I think that we should keep it to just 10 for now, but seeing on how the conversation goes, maybe we can be flexible with that number. We've got some time. Yeah, for sure. Um,
0: we, we're, not, we're not too far into the show. If we have to run a little longer than usual, yeah. so be it. We're still under an hour, so we got time.
1: So Do we? That I think being we said, um, what, how do we define what an RPG is?
0: I think first, in terms of the rules, one game per series. We don't need seven Final Fantasies mm-hmm. on this list. Fair. Uh,
2: um, I see. That's the thing is uh, I feel like the argument can definitely be made for multiple Final Fantasies because they've, you know, meant different things and uh, allowed for different advances within the genre at different times. So this conversation will never
0: end if we get to that point because Cozy and I want every. <laughs> well, but we're only on gonna
2: we're gonna limit ourselves in terms of how many RPGs that we can bring forward to the table, right? So it's not like we're gonna be talking forever. Says you. <laughs> we have a lot of time. You said it yourself, remember?
0: I could talk all night. I have nothing better to do tonight. That's why I'm here with you guys. Right. <laughs> I kid, I kid. <laughs> okay, so no limitations, no holds barred. We're just going for it. This list could be as crazy or as long as it ends up friggin' being. Oh, all right. Hell yeah. Who wants
4: to get the ball rolling? I will. All right. So I've been pretty quiet this episode because my voice has uh, been a little sore, so I've been resting it. Uh, because i want to get my input in on rpgs Um, and because we've already talked about final fantasy let's just get it out there because it's probably the most famous rpg series but i'm gonna go with final fantasy 9
3: isn't that the one everyone hates is
4: the one that deserves to be on the list no 12 is the one everybody okay 12 and 8 oh
3: it's 8 okay that's what i was thinking of fair enough
4: yeah Nine's the one the last one in on the PlayStation one, uh, where they went back to the more fantasy settings, the crystals were back in play, and it felt like a one of the more original Final Fantasy games. Okay. Uh, but in three D with the updated mechanics.
0: So you could you see something like Final Fantasy
4: Nine being the
0: sole representation from that series on this list? Is it the one that has to be here over ten, over X2, so, over seven the problem, over some the, of the older ones? I've never played a Final Fantasy game, so this is all on y'all who have played them.
4: So, if you're talking the best Final Fantasies, you're going to talk four, six, seven, and nine, and ten probably. Like, those are the top five. Ten will usually come off. People like ten, but it's not like the revered, mm-hmm. revered. Uh, seven people will say because it's their first introduction into Final Fantasy uh, because of what it did on the PlayStation 1. Um, so but i most a lot of people feel final fantasy 9 is a better game than final fantasy 7 um so i'm fine with and it's our list yeah oh yeah for sure so but six is really good too on the super nintendo i played it multiple times and four has moments heart moments that make you cry so um they've all got their own strengths uh of those ones
0: okay does anyone have any strong opinions on any of the other games of the series or are we just going to throw nine up there for now and have at it with the rest of the list
2: cozy i i, I mean i'm kind of with you where like i feel like in terms of the most important jrpgs of all time i feel like i would be more inclined to say six or seven but as somebody who doesn't have any experience with final fantasy nine i don't I'm, i don't feel like i'm in a position to say well no we shouldn't have this one on the list so I'd say we can just move on for the time being I mean
0: you did raise a valid point we're not talking the best JRPGs or RPGs of all time we're talking the most important most impact do we feel like that is still nine over any of the other ones
1: yeah and well okay so most important most impact everybody's bringing their own game to the list I think it, it doesn't have to be we don't have to worry about everybody else's feelings we just have to worry about the five of us and if it means something super important over everything else to the five of us then i think that counts because it is our list
3: the only thing i will say about this because i really don't have any any like say or not say but i don't really have an opinion that much is i as somebody who is very unfamiliar with Final Fantasy, I know nothing of Nine. Or at least Seven is more iconic because I know characters like Cloud and Tifa and Azeroth. Azaroth. Sephiroth. 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 That's it. Azeroth, Azeroth's from Warcraft. Azeroth, Ooh. Maitreon, Ooh. All right, I'm that's gonna... a different RPG. All right, I'm gonna. I'm... That's the end of my opinion. Uh, so we
0: actually did get a write-in on Twitter. So this coming to us from a friend of the show, Justin. Uh, Justin. Hell Dallas. yeah who wrote in saying FF6 and FF7 when it comes to Final Fantasy games. So I feel like we need to put all three mm-hmm. on the list for now and then narrow it down later. That's how and I all, feel. So sure. I said all, all right. three of those. Like they're all, Yeah, let's do it. Like there's
4: all right. five it. really great Final Fantasy games. So it
1: is what it Slight is. Slight tangent. Is 8 the one that they lost the source code for, I think?
4: Yeah, that's the one that just came out as the Final Fantasy 8 remastered where they were able to... I don't know if what they yeah. did, but... Um, it, they had to...
1: Yeah. Yeah, the story is they lost the source code or some something like that.
0: They basically had to rewrite it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But they managed to kind of recover. Okay, it.
0: so we've gotten through our Final Fantasy fix. I need something. Someone give me something new. Uh, Alex, what we got?
3: All right. Well, if we're talking about important RPGs... This is not just an important RPG. This is just an important video game, in my opinion, uh, and it is it is a game that when it came out in 2011, no one could stop talking about it. It was Skyrim. Just it was huge, and it's The Elder Scrolls V: Skyrim. <laughs> Skyrim. I saw you writing. I saw you writing Skyrim. The Witcher.
0: We'll get to it <laughs> on the we'll list. The
3: Witcher. The Witcher. Uh, That was The Witcher 2 that came out in 2011 But either way Skyrim was Huge when it came out People who didn't play video games Were talking about Skyrim Everyone played that game I lost weeks To this day they are
1: still making New ports of that game To new Fun story I just
0: bought for the first time The Witcher 3 and The Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim
1: Congratulations
3: Like like no one gave a shit about Oblivion. Yes, well, they did. That was I nobody out, I gave nobody, a shit about nobody, Oblivion. Nobody nobody outside of the gaming sphere cared about Oblivion.
0: That's a, yeah, sure. And people didn't
3: care about Morrowind in the same vein. I I'm not saying that it, I'm not saying that the, those games weren't popular. They were, but not to the level that Skyrim was. Skyrim yeah. was mm. I mean it was yeah, it was huge. It was the game of 2011 um when I think back to that year. And I mean, what other game can you have Thomas the Tank Engine as a dragon?
0: Okay, mod. You can't talk about mods like that's sure no. I can.
3: That was such a hu- that's such a huge part you of Skyrim. Any
0: game on PC though, you could have Thomas the Tank Engine in yeah, a freaking Power Rangers fighting game if you wanted. But hell yeah! But
3: Skyrim was Skyrim. It was such a part of Skyrim's identity that when it came to xbox one they added mod support to it and that's why i think it's so vital to the identity of skyrim do
1: you remember when they tried to monetize the the mods oh, yeah. on steam oh, yeah. or something that did like not that. Go well. yeah that didn't yeah. work out well for them good good it's almost looked like good intentions but yeah they they fumbled that real hard
4: so yeah. i really but yeah, i really th- like skyrim pick. it probably does deserve to be on the list my biggest issue with skyrim Um, It's just I put, like, 90 hours into it, and I don't think I saw a quarter of the story because I just kept getting pulled every single way I could.
3: But I think that's part of the charm of that game, too, is that, like, you really can just kind of get lost in that world. That the main story of Skyrim is probably the least interesting part of that game. And I think that, I mean, you could see that as a downside, but I think that was a real plus of just getting lost in the world so much
1: so much of Skyrim in general is is the exploring of it and building the story on your own and trying to piece together like what happened in these ruins and 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 all of that as you go exploring and you try and figure the other side stories out as you go
0: now do we feel like I know Skyrim was very important culturally but in terms of its impact on the games industry I feel like Morrowind actually did a lot more in terms of shaping what western RPGs would end up becoming over the years as opposed to Skyrim so do we feel like we could have a list with one and not the other yeah Oh. and and it's Skyrim
4: over Morrowind I would go so I couldn't and maybe my head didn't understand Morrowind but I bought it really excited to play it and then got lost and didn't understand what to do when I got into that game Um, And maybe I just wasn't ready for it at the time. I mean, given that I'm probably 90
0: minutes into Skyrim, I can't really say one way or another. So if you guys are saying Skyrim, then it's Skyrim.
1: Morrowind is a little obtuse. Uh, They fixed all that with Oblivion, and then I think Skyrim took the formula and sort of modernized it and more or less perfected it.
2: I mean, I think the thing about those games, and this isn't just exclusive to the Elder Scrolls series, is that when people talk about what makes those games so great, they tend to talk on the macro level, like you're in this giant fantasy world where you can go anywhere and do anything. And they don't talk about how on the micro level, like actually you know, managing your inventory and the skills that you use and, your, and the base mechanics of the game can be a little like uh, obtuse and weird and i imagine that you probably that was probably what turned you off when you got into moral wind basically
0: now i have a question for this list we say rpgs yes. is that jrpg tactical rpg action rpg where are we drawing the line because i have one i want to put on the list RPG. And Nathan's going to hate me. I
4: don't want our action RPGs on the list. Cause I don't like if we're in games, like and I love Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I think it's great. It doesn't deserve to be on the list. Uh, Breath of the wild shouldn't be on the list. Uh, I knew that Fuck. was going to be the game. Yeah.
3: Breath of the Wild's an adventure game. Yeah. Like, or, I think, like an action adventure game. Like,
4: yeah, there's so many games which have RPG elements yeah. uh, because the elements are so good that they're being adopted into so many different types of genres. now. Yeah. Um, but i think we should avoid that tactical rpgs like they are an rpg at heart um tactical rpgs um jrpgs even western rpgs you're role playing as a character and that's the focus of the game so fine, fine. so I'll, I'll say shout
0: outs then to the legend of zelda breath of the wild which is an amazing action adventure game that i feel has rpg well, elements it's but it's fine
2: go ahead cozy I mean, yeah, no, uh, no. Nah, nah, I was—I I thought for a quick second that you were gonna say no. the legends of the Ocarina of Time, which, right? Well, th- that's the whole thing, a- 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 and. I should state for the record that, like, I believe it was Per Schneider on Nintendo Voice Chef that was explaining this, how back in the day, Nintendo specifically marketed Ocarina of Time as a role-playing game because mm-hmm. the Nintendo 64 didn't have a lot of role-playing games, so they figured if they could market it as that, it would be a way for them to fill that hole in the console's... Uh, Kind of catalog of games, and ever since then, people have like had the habit of labeling the Zelda series as role-playing games, which certainly they have role-playing nope. elements in them, but All it's right, not a role-playing game. I'm gonna shout out
0: two more it. action RPGs that I think are phenomenal that people should still check out, and that is Deus Ex: Human Revolution.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, and sorry, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say I would actually be fine with you putting that as a legitimate choice on this list, but yeah, it's fine if you don't want to.
0: Yeah, if we want to if we want to limit the scope, then we can leave that off. The other one that I wanted to put on the list because I love it is Marvel Ultimate Alliance Two, but it's more yeah. of an action RPG. If we want those off the list, we can say yeah, forget like, about it. But a game that has I, I, sorry, I was wait.
4: just going to say I don't think Diablo should be on either. Uh, but anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I interrupted you. My apologies.
0: Okay, the one that I actually do want to put on this list is a traditional RPG is a western rpg but don't let that fool you because this has very deep rpg mechanics and that game is south park the
4: stick of truth oh i was going to bring this one up it's on my list
0: relatively Mm. modern written and uh, developed by obsidian who have deep deep rpg roots Uh, the systems are great the humor is phenomenal it's definitely a different take on a traditional rpg it Mm -hmm. is not traditional in 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 terms of its storytelling and it just does such a good job with a licensed IP that I don't think honestly, in terms of licensed games, I think these the, the two recent South Park games, that being the stick of truth and the fractured butthole. I have to leave that gap there, otherwise I sound profane. Uh you have been...
1: the butthole.
0: <sighs> Damn it, AJ. We're never gonna get sponsored if you keep talking like
4: this. Or we'll get really cool sponsors.
0: Well, like Pornhub and and Dude, that would be all awesome. That stuff. Of that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> they make okay. lots of money.
0: So, those those South Park games have been phenomenal uses of a licensed IP, and I feel like this list will be lacking of licensed IPs, and that is one that I want to be on the list. At least for now. If it, yeah. we drop it later, fine. But I definitely want the stick of truth to be somewhere
2: near this list. It should be on the list. So, c- can I go next? Of course. All right. Uh, the reason unless why anyone
0: I'm... has anything else to say about South Park.
2: Well. Uh, I kind of do, and it actually ties into the first game that I wanted to bring up. Go for it. South Park the Stick of Truth, phenomenal game. However, I feel like we're talking about the most important RPGs of all time. I feel like it would be weird to list South Park the Stick of Truth and not the game that directly influenced South Park the Stick of Truth's design, and that's uh, Paper Mario on the Nintendo 64. Paper Mario on the Nintendo 64 may not be necessarily as polished uh, or as funny of an experience as South Park, The Stick of Truth, but it basically kind of created a new genre of role-playing game, the Paper Mario-style role-playing game, which is a role-playing game where the mechanics are relatively simple, but that simplicity allows the kind of like world and humor of the game to really kind of rise to the forefront a lot more strongly. And I... Uh, Yeah, I just feel like for that reason alone, in terms of importance, Paper Mario definitely has a... I'm not going to say it's going to be on this list when all is said and done, but I think that it has a good shot at being here.
0: Now, can I throw a curveball at you, Cozy? Sure. I had in mind three Mario RPGs that could potentially make this list. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Paper Mario is actually the weakest of the three. Okay. So those three are Super Mario RPG... Mm -hmm. Paper Mario and Paper Mario the Thousand-Year Door.
2: So Super Mario RPG, it, it, it's interesting because Super Mario RPG mechanically is very similar to Paper Mario. Paper Mario is kind of an evolution of what Super Mario RPG started out doing. But what does it say that like, a gaming culture as a whole calls call RPGs like South Park the Stick of Truth a Paper Mario-style style <coughs> RPG and not a Super Mario RPG-style RPG? Style RPG? Like I feel like something happened in the transition from Super Mario RPG to Paper Mario that I feel really solidified what that genre was. So sure. that's, that's what I think about. I mean, Super Mario RPG, phenomenal game. I'm not saying don't put it on the list, but that's just my thought there. And then with Paper Mario Thousand Year Door, I mean, the, the thing about that game is that it is kind of just i mean i guess this is where we really get into the nitty-gritty of what is most important right like is it a better game i mean i I think so but like it is very much an evolution over paper mario and not a revolution so
0: a nintendo revolution
2: well but it wasn't even on the revolution it was on the gamecube okay it was a joke
0: because they called the Wii the revolution god damn it cozy Come on. All right, so I think, yeah, I, I like what you brought there. I do think Paper Mario is probably more influential as a game. So let's leave that there on the list, and we'll toss those other two Mario RPGs in the dumpster, because that's oh, what you said. And Oh, no, my... I didn't
2: say toss them <laughs> in the dumpster.
0: AJ, you've been awfully quiet.
1: Mass Effect 2. Sure. Woo! Yeah.
4: Hell, Hell yeah. yeah! I knew this
1: was coming.
3: That, that was my next... That was my next choice. Yeah, yeah it's that... a good
1: thing that this isn't a competition. Yeah, really. Oh yeah, I'd be mad at um, you. If this was five x five. Oh my god. So, <laughs> Mass, Mass Effect Mass two effect didn't um, work out for you last week, Alex. Just saying.
3: That's because I chose the bad one. Yeah, and
0: that was a mistake.
1: <laughs> so, uh, like the uh, the original Mass Effect was was really good, but it's it it, it definitely had a lot of influence from the time before it if that makes sense um and i think while while it was more action focused mass effect 2 definitely was able to especially in terms of story elements like like it brought a lot more focus and and um influence into uh especially in into the industry as a whole because it it was a big deal in 2010 when that thing came out um but mass i have i've played through mass effect 1 a whole bunch of times just so i can play mass effect 2 again and have a continuous through line every time like the only reason i play through mass effect 1 is so i can play mass effect
0: yeah, this was this was one, so I purchased the Mass Effect Trilogy relatively late in the PS3 lifecycle. And it is one of my biggest gaming regrets is that I've not played those games to completion.
3: Such I've a travesty. Got,
0: where I think the PS3 is in storage. I know Mass Effect Trilogy is, but if they could give me a way to play that on a modern system, I'd be so freaking happy. Especially right now. Yeah. Build a PC. I'm again, I'm considering it. Much to the chagrin of my fiance, who I hardly ever get to see anymore, so that's beside the point.
3: <laughs> but one of the lame things about the just really quickly one of the lame things <clears throat> about all of the.
2: <clears throat> you okay? Oh about, my god! I'm, he just I'm, hit yeah, puberty. I'm really I'm getting, glad we record so, this getting, remotely.
3: He, he's I'm, all getting, really up. Up. I'm, I'm re- getting really emotional. Oh, about I thought it was this, more but, of a cough um,
0: related to COVID nineteen, but whatever.
1: I thought it was puberty. No.
3: Uh, <laughs> um yeah just the pc versions of all the mass effect games doesn't have controller support and i think that's really a shame because those games are
0: that's awful much
3: better on controller
0: you
1: you you could probably mod it in but yeah yeah if it's yeah, not in but... there natively i get it but that, that's yeah. kind of dumb
3: that's literally it it wasn't that big a deal but for some reason i
1: you know just it broke your heart do you mind it do, yeah
0: do it you does. mind if i bring a game to this list that would be top five for me but probably doesn't make top 10 with y'all yeah sure that game is a very unique or it's a sequel but it is the series as a whole is very unique in terms of its style it sort of started a bit of a revolution when it comes to the genre that it sort of pioneered back in the day it is a card-based act or tactical-ish rpg and it's a spin-off of one of the most iconic video game characters of all time that game mm. is Mega
4: Man Battle Network 3. I blue like the version. Battle Network games. Hmm.
1: Why the blue version?
0: That's the one I owned. But we can just call it Mega Man I don't Battle, know Battle Network if 3. It belongs on
4: the top ten list. I do appreciate the Battle Network. Uh, there there's one or two of them I played. Um, they're not like up there, but I think they're they're good. So just a little background. They're that
0: series of games is one of my favorite series of all time i own the art book i own multiple copies of multiple versions of these games i pulled the ds light out of storage so i could restart this game recently it's a game that is near and dear to me i know it's not near and dear to everybody but i had to say it otherwise i would have been kicking myself at the end of this show
4: okay uh if everybody's gone i'm gonna uh, talk about the game that needs to be on the list i've yeah. already brought up one famous uh japanese rpg we need to talk about chrono trigger i already
0: wrote it down because you couldn't stop talking uh, about it was it last week no it was, or last, was, last, no, week, it was yeah. last week
4: yeah uh chrono trigger is the best rpg it's got the art by uh, the tr- creator of dragon ball z its story the it's got like 23 different endings the characters are awesome the battle system's awesome um, it would be nice it's if just they phen-
3: released it on a platform that i could actually play it on
0: you can play it on a 3DS. I don't
3: have one of those.
0: You can play it on a DS. Don't have one of those either. Stop selling your video game systems, guys. It's it. on
4: Steam. Is it on Steam? There's a there's this there's a Steam version of it. Oh,
3: oh. Th- if that's the case, then I, I might... uh, there was oh, a that's... con.
4: There was a controversy it with was, that, yeah. wasn't there? It, there was a problem. So there, there it was the iOS port that they did, but apparently they fixed yeah. it over time. Oh, okay. They, they have fixed they? it. I'm going to take a look so at it. So there were a lot of improvements they made to that. Um, but yeah, Chrono Trigger is available to play on Steam right now. I would love to see. I don't know why there just isn't a straight port of uh, some of the older Final Fantasies and Chrono Triggers on the Switch or PlayStation. Seeing how they've got every modern PlayStation game since 7. I don't understand why they haven't ported any collections in 1, 2, or 3, 4, 5, 6, or the Chrono Trigger.
0: Yeah, it makes the list for sure. Cool cozy it's been a while what's up
2: uh see here's the thing i'm looking at my list and i'm like do i want to go with more of a kind of standard option or do i want to go with more of a unusual option that i nonetheless think is important yeah uh, i'm just gonna go with the standard one persona four damn four. it uh
0: wait which version of persona
2: four uh i mean golden oh thank god yes what, were you going to recommend just Persona 4 Vanilla?
0: No, no, no. For me, I was going to bring up Persona 4 Golden next as well. So feel free, oh, okay. and I'll chime in where I feel like I have input. I,
2: I, I mean, if you want, you can bring up uh, Persona 4 Golden next, and I can bring up a series that you definitely were not going to bring up. <laughs> Go for it. All right, uh Kingdom Hearts 2 I was totally going to uh, bring
0: up Kingdom Hearts. God damn it, Cozy.
2: Are you certain? You're full yeah, of it. Yeah, it
0: was top of my list.
2: Are you Why don't you cert- tag team this yes. one? Although I'd like to talk about Persona. All more right. More, but Whatever. You guys
4: keep talking about um, Kingdom Hearts.
2: All right. Uh, <laughs> let me ask you a question. Who is the final boss that you play in Kingdom Hearts 2?
0: Donald Duck. Shit, I played it last year. I should know no, this.
2: It's, uh, no, it's
4: Xenomorph. That's a made-up name. Xenomorph.
0: <laughs> no.
2: You, you've got... act. No it's, no, it's
0: Riku Possessed by Xehanort, or was that the no. first one?
2: Remember, this is Kingdom Hearts 2. That was the end of Kingdom is it Hearts. It's him Act. The, Act. Answer, Act the Act. answer that you were looking for was Xemnas. Oh, fuck yeah, Xemnas. Which, which is Ansem's name rearranged both with an X inserted at the beginning. Because it was
0: Ansem's Heartless.
2: Because he got yeah. Norted. did get Norted. Sort of, kind of. Anyways... Uh, Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts, Hearts is Two. Weird. Uh, you know the original Kingdom Hearts game is you know a much beloved classic of the early PlayStation Two era. I feel like it was Kingdom Hearts Two that really made the series. It it transformed the series from a kind of like lighthearted, simple and clean uh, series that mashed together Final Fantasy and Disney characters, uh, and turned it into. For better or for worse, Kingdom Hearts 2 turned the series into the super bizarre, uh, intensely story-driven cluster effort that it currently is today. And I think that it is, even though there are definitely problems with it going in this direction, I think that it undeniably sticks out. Like, you know, er earlier we talked about like Paper Mario and Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door. Paper Mario Thousand, their your door being kind of evolutionary. I would say that uh, Kingdom Hearts Two, by bringing its story into this new kind of maxim, is really kind of revolutionary. Even though mechanically, it's not too different from so the first some... game. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I
4: didn't mean to interrupt. My apologies. Yeah.
2: No, I'm oh. I'm done basically. <laughs> I, I know that you guys are your heads are going to explode if I talk too much longer about this game. Dude, so. I could
0: talk about Kingdom Hearts with you
2: for so hours. Kingdom Hearts. Are you sure you couldn't even mention who the final boss was?
0: Okay, it's been a while. Okay, I would do research. All right. <laughs> I have played them all <sighs> except Nathan.
4: Uh, yeah, so Kingdom Hearts one, I didn't love when it came out, and I'm not sure why. Because I like Disney, I liked uh, mm-hmm. Final Fantasy characters, and I thought it would be a natural fit. And something about the platforming just never worked for me. And actually, recently going, recently can, going back inter- to can, it. Can I interject there? Oh, yeah. Sorry, I
0: just, I just want to say when I was a kid and I rented Kingdom Hearts from a Blockbuster. I couldn't
4: get off the introductory Island cause I couldn't figure out where to yeah. go. Um, so that's it. I recently went back and played kingdom hearts one again. Cause I bought the collection and while I'm a better gamer, I still think a lot of those platform issues exist. That being said, uh, kingdom hearts two, I couldn't get enough of, and I yeah. played a ton of, um, the steamboat Willie level, uh, Tron pirates of the Caribbean really opened up what the options were for those games. Uh, so and i'm not a pirates of the caribbean fan in any way but it was just cool to see captain jack sparrow at that time 12 years ago on the screen no it's more than 12 years ago uh 14 years ago yeah 14 or 15 um
0: can i just say quickly that the lonely island do a wonderful uh parody of the Pirates of the Caribbean theme with Michael Bolton. And if you haven't checked it out, please do. It's so good. Jack Sparrow by The Lonely Island featuring Michael. I I
4: want to start sending it right now.
0: This is the tale of Captain Jack Sparrow. Captain Jack Sparrow. We're going to get a copyright strike. I digress. Get back to the actual conversation. It's okay. We don't post this anywhere where anyone listens to it. AJ, you
4: have feelings on Kingdom Hearts?
1: So I was... A lot of my friend group uh, back in high school uh, played the crap out of Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. So I got a, a, a fairly decent uh, outsider's perspective watching them, like, come into school the next day and be like, Oh my god, did you see that?
2: Holy crap! Oh my god!
1: Freaking out about it, drawing fan art about it, all that all that fun stuff. Um, for me personally, um, growing up, I was... Never that big of a Disney fan, um, so it, it. And I was also never a, a very big um, Final Fantasy fan. So having something that looked cu- that had you know elements of both of those together, even though it was a little more action oriented, just never really passed me by. It, it, it. Well, no, it totally passed me by. Uh, it never really um, appealed to me that much. I, I will say um, when it comes to Kingdom Hearts three. Uh, that is on Game Pass now and it is very tempting to just pick it up there and just give it I would say it, a shot. it is
0: still worth going back if mm-hmm. you can get your hand on your hands on Kingdom Hearts one point five plus two point five HD remix on, on a on a deal. Those mm-hmm. games are still a lot of fun to play. So when I was a kid, I didn't play through these games. Um I played through them all uh when Kingdom Hearts three was January twenty nineteen, right?
2: Mm, yes, that's correct. Yeah after that long gone yes Yes. i was confirmed
0: uh so i think i started playing through these games shortly after i returned from walt disney world resort where i got engaged to my lovely fiance. so i've i've gained an appreciation for disney over the years that i don't think i really had as a kid so playing through them as an adult i actually feel like i appreciated more of the final fantasy elements and disney elements in these games so they're mm. definitely worth going back and checking out now. I really enjoyed that series even though yeah. it makes no sense.
2: Hmm.
1: I I will I will say having a girlfriend who is into Disney and can introduce that 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 stuff to me that just completely passed me by as a kid has been an absolute blessing because there's there, there, there's things that I didn't even know really existed or did, had no real reverence for that I, I really have learned to appreciate. I do also appreciate that now.
0: at your birthday party you introduced me to your girlfriend as that guy that got engaged at Disney World, and that's all she would talk to me about all night. <laughs> and I feel I, I like we'll, we'll get to that story at some point. We'll do a one-on-one or something, and we'll have like a uh, can I ask you a quick question. Yeah, talk. go ahead.
2: Have all of you guys been, like, pulling the hood underneath my eyes for all these weeks? I, Whenever I've brought up Kingdom Hearts, you guys have all been like, ah, Kingdom Hearts, blah, blah, blah. When is the last time you brought up Kingdom Hearts? Yeah, I don't remember this. There was definitely an episode some at some point in the past where it was brought up prominently. And now we just spent, like, 15 minutes talking about this series. Okay,
0: if you brought it up in a game of 5 by 5 that I was hosting, what was likely happening is that I was just trying to crap on you for entertainment. But in all honesty, Uh I really do enjoy those games
4: uh so i apologize so i think it was give it was given to me in a five by five for best villain or something oh to make up i I think it was a raising for his that's right as much as and as much as i've played kingdom hearts 2 it was 14 or 15 years ago and the story is incomprehensible to people who played it two years ago in a lot of ways so that is me and i would agree yeah (laughs) Um, I, I like Kingdom Hearts. Uh, I don't understand <laughs> what right. happened.
0: And moving on to the next game on the list. Nathan, you and me going to tag team this one. And that is Persona 4 Golden. Okay, a. so. The only real reason
2: to own a PlayStation Vita. Before we talk, perf- I mean, there's also Plants vs. Zombies on the Vita.
0: Mm. Plants vs. Zombies is literally everywhere.
2: I, yeah, but the, the Vita version was the best version. Spelunky's on the Vita.
4: Spelunky is phenomenal. Literally little big planet uh vita is really good it's when you ask yeah, somebody
0: why video. they own a vita 90 um, percent of those people are going to say persona 4 golden because it is the best version of that game
2: yeah it of is course. wonderful
0: it is portable it is so deep i still have never actually finished it it's something i do need to get back to because it is just such a dense yeah. rpg <laughs> which actually might be perfect for right now and i think after this i'm going to go plug in my vita and give that a charge and play that at some point but Nathan, why does Persona 4 Golden need to be on this list?
4: So, and here's the question for it. and I just want to throw this out there. Have you guys played any of the other Personas besides 5?
2: Uh, I played Persona 3 and most of the Persona 4 spin I've only played games. Persona 4 Golden.
4: Okay. Okay. Um, I think Persona 5 is really good. I think Persona 4 Golden probably deserves to be on the list. But uh, strong shout-outs to Persona 3 Portable, which you can also play in the Vita and you should play. Yeah. Uh, um because i think it's really good um but there's there's just something with the characters the music uh the setting of the town the story being sucked into the tv world um all the characters are really great although there are some issues uh with the ca- certain character developments especially near the end of the game but i don't want to say anything about that but overall persona 4 golden is one of those special games that everybody should play uh, Are we talking
1: like Game of Thrones Season 8 character development issues? Or are we talking like... I don't know. There's some changes at
4: the end of the game in the way things are treated in terms of context and how it relates to Japanese, uh, like Japan, and their themes. And I don't want to
1: say anything. So it's uh, cultural differences.
4: Cultural differences, and um, I don't think they translate super well. But overall... Persona slightly, 4 Golden is a Slightly problematic. Got yeah, it. I think it definitely mm-hmm. has yeah, to... Yeah, problematic. Maybe sorry, that's the best word for it.
2: Yeah. Uh, sorry, I just want to say quickly, uh, I know that a lot of people have a lot of love for Persona 3. I actually played Persona 3 after completing Persona 4 Golden, and I was not super pleased with my time with it. Uh, I should say that I played uh, Persona Three FES on the PlayStation Two and not the uh, PlayStation Portable version, which brought some improvements uh, here and there. Uh, I think that the like Persona Three to Persona Four, in my eyes, is very much like Super Mario RPG to Paper Mario, where mechanically both are very similar, but I feel like they make just enough improvements and tweaks in the right places that it almost becomes like an entirely like it. it it really kind of defines a genre uh, when you get around two percent of four in a way that I feel like Persona Three was getting there, but that's just me.
4: Yeah, and like a lot of those tweaks, even in Persona Five, yeah, um, and with Persona Five Royal just coming out, they constantly update. Um, I don't think I think the characters are really good in Persona Five, uh, but I think the characters in Persona Four are probably just slightly better, and that's going to win it overall for me. But Things in Persona Five, like the music, the menus, the style, the like the it looks gorgeous. Um, the way they've designed actual dungeons instead of just random, random, uh, randomly generated floors that you're going through continuously. So, the the I think there's a reason for both four four um, Golden and Five to be on the list. But I think if we had to pick one, for let's Golden, stick with we'll that do. for
0: now. Because what I want to do right now, before we get into anyone else's picks, is. I've got a list of 10 games that I don't really want to argue. I just sort of sure. want to go through them and give them a yes or no as to whether they should be on this list for discussion later. You all down for that? Mm. Okay, okay. Cool. So yep. No, this is, is just this for from me- Twitter. Uh, I'll do the Twitter I can do the Twitter ones okay. uh, after my list. So, uh, my okay, cool. list no. of remaining games that should maybe be on this list. Mario Luigi Superstar Saga. Yes or no?
2: No. I mean, I, I love that game. That game is a top three game in my book, but no. Valkyria Chronicles. I didn't play that one. I can't
4: speak to it. No. No. The world ends with you. No. Really?
2: Mm,
0: I have to oh, say God. no, but I know that people really, really love, love it. I really love it, too. All right, now we're getting yeah. into the Pokemon corner. Pokemon Yellow.
3: I think there needs to be one Pokemon game. Uh, I mean, at least. yeah.
0: But so, I mean, wouldn't
1: we... Yeah. Okay, so I... Yeah. Uh, does it have to be yellow? I don't, I think, don't yellow. think I don't think it's yellow.
0: I've got th- I've got it, three here. And I think it's one of these three and I want to see mm. what you guys think. So the three I have are yellow,
1: mm.
4: heart, gold, soul, silver, and sword and shield. Mm.
0: Heart
3: gold I, soul silver. I have
4: no yeah. stick in this race. I played blue and I played shield. So
3: Yeah,
2: the ones I played are not on this list. I mean <laughs> you... I, I personally would go yellow.
0: Okay, what if I put emerald in there?
2: Are, are you? Is that a, pl- a play specifically to get my attention?
0: More or less, yeah.
2: I mean, uh, I feel like in terms of importance, we still have to go with yellow.
0: Yellow?
4: Okay. Wait,
2: now, is it yellow or red slash blue? So, that we should yeah. be looking
4: at. Because yellow is the one which forces you into Pikachu. The yeah, w- it forces
1: Pikachu on you, and it takes elements in from the anime, like uh, Jesse and James and stuff.
0: I actually think looking back at this now the most important pokemon games are red and blue we're looking at most important mm. that's green. the one that has to make the well, red and green in japan red and blue in the us whatever
1: blue came out in japan did it that was yeah. green yeah, and... yeah all three so blue to. blue was a patched version yeah. of red and green that's right yeah cool yeah i would agree with that
0: so we're we're yeah. great we're settling then on red and blue
1: yeah. yeah. Okay. Blue specifically because Blastoise number one, baby. Yeah. Blastoise best boy. Yeah. Blastoise.
4: That's where I would fall blue. That's okay. what I played though. So.
0: All right. So the rest of my short little list that I've got here, Final Fantasy Tactics.
4: Mm, eh. I, no, I don't love tactics games, so, but.
2: I mean, I feel like that's very much kind of if we were a slightly different group of podcasters, I feel like we would all be like, yes, I know that game is a very cult following. I've never played it, so I don't have an opinion on it.
0: Yeah, I've I've mm-hmm. played a little bit of it, the PSP version on the Vita, but I can't speak too much to it, which is why I was in this. Yeah, or the lines, which is why yeah. it's just sort of in this amalgamation of games. I thought I'd throw at you guys um, the Witcher three wild hunt.
1: Yeah, no. Yeah. AJ, absolutely, absolutely. Witcher three.
0: That does it then. This is the one's going to be controversial because it's the first MMO that I'm that is being put out there. World of Warcraft.
1: I didn't play that's it. That influential? No, absolutely. It was very influential.
4: Is it a role playing game? It's an MMO,
0: yeah. RPG.
1: MMO RPG. Yeah, you're building your stats and you're leveling up. Just like any yeah, other okay. is, proper but is,
0: RPG, but it is you know It just happens to and... be with multiple people. Yeah, but you're looting it's and very you're doing di- things like
1: Diablo.
4: Yeah, it's very Diablo esque, and I wouldn't necessarily put Diablo on the list. At least like a Diablo two version of Diablo should go on
1: the list. Diablo two. Nah. No. No. Nah. Okay. Well, fuck you too. Yeah,
0: you're welcome. The last okay. one I have here is specifically for Nathan. Nathan, we have to get this okay. on the list somehow. Digimon World
4: no um can I not say Digimon World and we can say Digimon Cyber Sleuth wait a minute
0: hold no, on which one
2: Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth hold on hold on just a quick second here
0: not Hacker's Memory
2: no the first one the first one I haven't played Hacker's Memory
0: okay. I, I want to play Hacker's
2: Memory I just haven't they're
4: both
0: real it. good go ahead cozy
4: uh, I just had yeah. a
2: brainwave does Tamagotchi count as an RPG it's
3: more
0: like a sim isn't I it I was going to say
2: then the sims is yeah, an RPG it's a simulator. <laughs> yeah yeah
0: it, and if anything, it's going to be the Digivice that makes it, not the Tamagotchi.
4: Yeah. No. Um, yeah. Uh, I think if we we're going to put one Digimon um, Su- Digimon story, Cyber Sleuth is probably the way to go. All right.
0: Let's put it there. I don't think it makes the top 10, but I
4: wanted it to have some no. representation on this list. <sighs> it's really good. It is real good. It's much better. That It's much better. It's Persona and Pokemon mixed together more and it's an adult story my kid wants to play it and i'm like you can't play that game
0: not yet he's still too young
4: yeah which is what i like about it um it's got its issues and it's probably not top 10 but it should be on there uh what are some of the twitter stuff we got going on give me a second
0: or if someone wants to add those games to our list then and i can go through the twitter stuff uh
2: all right hold on a second uh the witcher 3 digimon world what else I think those were it. All right. That um, was it. Yeah. So to Twitter, and
0: we've got a few write ins. So WT Famicom, a gaming mm. podcast, another podcast that follows the show, wrote in RPG Maker 2.
2: Hmm.
0: How
4: do we feel RPG about RPG Maker? maker? I've no. never used an RPG Maker. I'm sure it's made lots of really good stuff, but is there a story is, about it?
1: Is, yeah, is there like a base story that like, teaches you how to make an RPG
2: in RPG Maker 2? I I have no idea. I kind of wish that we had a little bit more context of why specifically they chose RPG Maker 2. Because for them to specifically say, no, two, not one, not three, just two, it strikes me that this entry in the series was really of great significance. But without any context, I can't vouch for it. But I appreciate the write-in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's, It's our list. And if none of us have played it, we can't really reasonably argue to have it in the top 10 but thanks for the write-in and back to justin actually from earlier so he wrote in final fantasy 6 final fantasy 7 he also included chrono trigger which i'm glad to see did get representation on the list without having to come from twitter as well as blitzball um, only blitzball no blitzball's the worst mm. part of final fantasy
4: 10 sorry justin <laughs> <laughs> i don't know um i mean that's what yeah. the fans
0: are saying or the fan
4: yeah, Blitzball is a hundred percent the worst part of Final Fantasy X. It's the reason I didn't hundred percent that game because of. Uh, I'm so Laka. looking
0: forward to getting to it.
4: Um,
0: so we do we do have one one more last minute write in from Rafe Rafe the Grim, hey, and that is the the Legend of Heroes Trails series, single best single best
4: world building of any JRPG ever. So
1: not touched it.
4: Uh, I i've reviewed one of the one of the uh, legends of trials games they're really good it's a really great system um i think probably of like if you're looking for modern rpgs that have that old feel to it it's probably one of the best that's out there uh, i don't know if it's in top 10 but it's a real i will say it's a really enjoyable series uh, all of the trails uh games of the sky and of steel are really well done Alright, so we have the list as it is. Does anyone else have, have anything they want to
0: call out? Yeah, that's what I was waiting for. Uh,
4: yeah, I've, for. I've got one more as well, but I don't think it makes it. I've got two or three that I want to just throw out there. Most of them probably won't get in, but one of them will. Alright, Alex, let's start with yours.
3: Yeah, mine I feel like has a decent chance. Well, I'm not I'm not sure exactly how much you guys have played of any of the games in these series, but uh, I feel like a Soulsborne needs to be on this list, whether it be... I mean, I just think that they're pretty important. I think that they defined a genre, um, like they created a new genre in like current in I, current gaming. Can and it okay. be Star
0: Wars Jedi Fallen Order? It's mm, <laughs> not even the best. That's,
3: that wasn't even the best. That wasn't even the best Soulsborne that came out in two thousand nineteen.
0: I know, but it's the only one I've played, and I love it. Right, Me Cozy? too.
1: Me too. The thing I is like. If that's the case, the original Dark Souls has to be the one. That's what not, that's what I was thinking needs to be not, on the list. It's yeah, not my not Demon's, not Demon's Souls, but Dark Souls is the one that kind of popularized it and yeah. made it a little bit more...
3: Mainstream. It,
4: it, it's, it, it, what are the RPG mechanics yeah. of Dark Souls? Just to uh, help me out here.
3: It's it's character like you have it's really like stat based like you have things like strength and dexterity and magic um and like you put you as you
1: um get it's like a dnd character in in this world basically, basically that yeah yeah
3: that's that's actually a really good way to describe it dark souls is not my favorite one in the series my favorite is actually sekiro but um i would say either dark souls or bloodborne but since we have dark souls on the
0: list i think dark souls is- so I don't think it's it makes eight. the final ten anyway, but we can have one of them there for now. Yeah,
4: like and if it was gonna be Dark Souls or Bloodborne and me not playing any of them, I feel like Bloodborne's talked about more than Dark Souls.
0: Uh I, I, there's all these rumors though of a Dark Souls remaster and people really, really wanting that to happen and rumoring that I that's think, gonna be yeah, the next uh, game from A uh, lot of uh, people Blue probably
1: Point? a lot of people probably jumped in at uh Bloodborne. Um because they were itching to play something on PS4, then they went back and played the Dark Souls games. And then, so if there's, yeah, if they're going to remaster it and people are clamoring for it, that would probably be the
2: reason. Uh, right. Yeah, I mean, this is, I think, a question of like what's most popular versus what's most important. I think that uh, undeniably Bloodborne at this point is more popular uh, of the two different IP. But I feel like yeah. Dark Souls' importance in terms of setting the standard for what that entire genre is can't be understated.
4: Mm
3: -hmm. So what were the last few uh, picks that you guys had? Just to shout them out.
0: Uh,
4: Nathan, what was it? Go for it. Okay, so, sorry, Cozy, he talked first. No, Marvel. Uh, Fallout New Vegas. Uh,
0: uh, I I have some qualms there.
3: I feel like because we have, and though I know they're different franchises, um, and I know, and I think Fallout New Vegas is a better game, but because we have Skyrim, I feel like that sort of Area of like the Bethesda RPGs, and I know it wasn't developed by Bethesda, is being kind of.
4: Filthy. I know my question is should it be Skyrim or New Vegas? Um, but uh, it, I'm fine either way. I just want to shout it out. Uh, my personal favorite um, RPG from when I was younger uh, Breath of Fire 2. I think Breath of Fire <laughs> 2 did a lot of really different things in RPGs that a lot of other games picked up on afterwards. Um, It's actually developed by Capcom, which was new, because the first one was developed by Squaresoft, and then Capcom decided they wanted to make their own, and Breath of Fire 2, just an amazing um, experience, and it tackled religion in a way that no game had ever done. Um, And I remember when Xenogears was out on the PlayStation 1 um, and how much uh, flack they got for their religious overtones, and I'm like, Breath of Fire did it way worse many years ago. So... Um, it's just it's and it's available on uh, everybody should play because it's on switch online so it's really solid uh, have any of you guys played any of the breath of fires I dabbled with the ones
0: that are available through the switch online apps but I didn't get an in depth with with the game I still want to I just haven't gotten around to it
2: hmm. uh, I'm just gonna oh sorry D- did you have another one you wanted to shut up I think that's it those are the two that I wanted to get out there. All right. For that, I'm going to shout out very quick. Uh, Earthbound. Jeez. This is a hugely oh, yeah, popular game there. on the internet. You might have heard of it. Uh, Fire Emblem Awakening. It really kind of revitalized the Fire Emblem franchise yeah. and brought it, it. made it this sort of pseudo-juggernaut that Nintendo has today. Uh, Monster Hunter. I, I actually realized that some of you might disagree on it being a role-playing game. Uh, but certainly its importance today cannot be denied. And finally, Baldur's Gate, uh, one of mm-hmm. the first role-playing games that was made by Canadian developer BioWare, perhaps you may have may have heard of them. Baldur's Gate uh, may not be as well remembered today as some of their more recent hits, uh, but it was, at the time of its release, a deeply important, deeply influential role-playing game uh, that directly led to the creation of many other popular role-playing games at the time, such as Planetscape, Torment, uh, and so on and so forth. Well, uh-
4: uh,
1: okay, no. I have a, I have, I have a something I want to throw in, it just, okay. If we're defining RPG as you have and or make a character, and as you play, you level them up, and increase their stats. It, are the Tony Hawk games an RPG?
4: No. No a sports game. I Jesus. love Tony Hawk, but there's sports game.
1: Okay, what about Tony Hawk's Underground, where you're playing the role of uh. a character in in this
2: important story? All right, everybody, thanks for listening to this episode of Press Y Y Z.
0: We'll start talking about <laughs> SmackDown. Like, you can you catch know, us on Twitter at
2: and... Press Y Y Z. You can catch me on Twitch at Cozy Bear Live.
0: Cozy, we're
4: not done yet. <sighs> God,
2: <laughs> God damn it. Uh.
0: We're,
4: we're close. We're
0: close. Um, I just right. want to have one more argument, and then we can narrow this list down.
4: Uh, before we forget to Undertale.
0: I yeah, that's a good it. point. I still haven't. That's a good point.
4: I don't know if Tony Hawk haven't has played. been settled yet. Uh, I think it was. <laughs> Tony Hawk isn't on
0: the list. If Tony Hawk's on the list, then SmackDown's on the can list, we, and SmackDown's not on the list. So. Can we talk
4: best sports game at a later point, and we'll talk about Tony Hawk and SmackDown all we can. Does Need for Speed count as a sports sure, game? Sure, we can lump that in. They're often racing and sports are in the I same love genre.
0: Need for Speed Underground. Yeah.
4: Okay, I have one more argument I want to have, and it goes
0: back to what you said, Nathan, about bringing Fallout New Vegas. I don't think that's the most important Fallout RPG that's been delivered by Bethesda. And I actually think that this one is more important than Skyrim, and that's Fallout 3. Hmm. Fallout 3 no, is the I one that's... No. I, I, I thought you were going to... Set...
1: Fallout 3 is Oblivion with guns but
0: I, it's better
2: I, I thought that you guys were going to actually pull out some of the older Fallout games like Fallout 2 which still remains in the hearts of Purus one of the best games in that series but which I have not played Fallout 2 and Fallout 1 are I still amazing think... um, I've played every
4: Fallout game every Fallout game um, I think Fallout 2 is amazing it's hard to go back to I still
0: think Fallout 3 is more important than Skyrim but if you all are all against me then I know where your loyalties lie and that's with building a good list and not Mitchell's list, which is fair. This is not Mitchell's list. <laughs> Alright, we have a lot of games here. Jesus Christ.
3: I think there's a lot though that we can. Okay, we can so cut final out.
0: Final Fantasy, six, seven, or nine.
1: There needs to be one of them. Yeah,
0: one of those three. Six, seven, or nine. Which one makes the it, list?
1: Most important, it's gotta be seven in my opinion. I mean I like it doesn't have to be the best necessarily, but I think in terms of importance yeah. and significance and influence, seven is probably the pe- one. You know, seven's the one that's been remade. So pe-
2: people will, yeah. uh, you know, argue that six is a better one. But people for years weren't saying remake six; they were saying remake seven. And I think that speaks to a larger, a wider kind of cultural uh, strata that Final Fantasy seven has achieved as opposed to what six has achieved.
0: Uh, I still can't believe that Final Fantasy seven remake is releasing on two Blu-ray discs but that's just me okay moving on skyrim
3: yes
2: yeah yeah stick of truth top 10 Mm, not yet not not yet i just want to say i i appreciated your argument earlier of needing to have a good license game on the list i feel like that in theory could allow it to stay on the list alongside paper mario but i feel like one or the other is going to go in the end
0: I would fight tooth and nail for Stick of Truth over Paper Mario, but let's get to that maybe after the fact. Mm. So, Mass Effect 2.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Mega Man Battle Network
2: 3. No. (laughs) No. Chrono Trigger makes the list. It has to. Yeah. Yep. Kingdom Hearts 2. I mean, I'm going to argue for it, yeah.
0: Yes! I would argue it's more of an action game than an RPG.
4: I it's mm. got elements of both yep. for now i'd say leave it in with the rest of the competition i can still see it like ending up in a top 10
0: okay i'll put it in italics for now on this list those are the ones were still tbd
1: great if, if kingdom hearts 2 is less of an rpg tony hawk is an rpg
0: persona 4 gold. Yes. yes yes no question <laughs> pokemon
1: yes. yes yeah yep yeah
0: specifically red and blue witcher 3 Yes. i yeah. say yes yeah I, I think so too. So okay. how
3: many have we got so far? One, two, three, four, seven. five, six, seven. Okay. So, so we need four
0: more. I think Digimon no. doesn't make the cut. No. I don't think Monster Hunter makes the no. cut. No. Or. Yeah. I don't think Dark Souls makes no. the cut. I would
4: disagree. I disagree.
0: Okay, so let's throw that one into italics for now
4: because we're Earthbound should be on the list fighting.
0: Um earthbound
4: yeah we mentioned it briefly but it's too important to not Mm. be on the list
0: see that's one for me that could make it or could just miss out so let's talk a little more about it so let's just go through the rest and then we'll 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 sort of get into more of the argumentative side of things so breath of fire two
4: I love it, but I knew it wasn't going to make the list. Not enough people have played them. I think it's a really good series, and I want to make sure it gets a proper shout out. And people should go play it on the Switch online because it's that good. But it, yeah, yeah. I'm You're okay, okay with dropping, dropping it? it for now. It's my, yeah, that's fine.
0: Okay, F- Fire Fire yeah. Emblem Awakening.
2: Yeah, we can drop it. I love
3: it. I love it, but I think we should okay. can
2: drop it. Baldur's Gate. I mean, I think that this one is secretly really important. Yeah. I, I think so. Here's the thing: to pull back the curtains behind the scenes, I did not have this on my list back when this list was supposed to be the top ten most important JRPGs of all time. And I feel like, like it just feels like a weird game to put on this list because I feel like it kind of clashes with a lot of the other uh, games that were brought forward. I don't know. Put it in uh, it's, italics.
1: It's it's also it's also old enough uh, that especially the original one that it would kind of be like seminal in influence for the rest of these games in a lot of ways.
0: That's sort of the problem I get into is that it's 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 so deeply rooted in what an RPG has become, but to that same extent only one person or how, how many people here have played Baldur's Gate? Uh,
4: like um, I play, played I played Baldur's so... Gate, Baldur's Gate 2, I've played Icewind Dale, uh Planescape's Torment, um all of those games.
0: It, it's hard to say it makes our list, though, with only one of one of us having played it. it. It's the only concern I have. Anyone else feel strongly one way or another? No. Cool. So Baldur's Gate doesn't make the list. No. Especially since Cozy brought it and he said no. So right now we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games mm-hmm. that have definitely made the list, and we've got five that are on the bubble. So we so have one three. Needs to three get dropped. No, two need to get dropped. We have we oh, have five yeah, games and right. three spots. So South Park, Paper Mario, Kingdom Hearts 2, Dark Souls. So i uh, out of those five games, I think Kingdom Hearts would be the first one I would drop personally. I mean
2: and I love it. I, I I think if this was the just the best JRPGs of all time, I think it would stay. I think that for all RPGs, I think that yeah, fine. Yeah. We can drop it.
0: So we're down to four, and we got to drop one more.
2: Um.
1: Everybody loves Earthbound, and everybody was clamoring like, oh, man, Nintendo, please remake it, or please re-release it on a virtual console or something. Do something with this, please. And then they never did. And then when they did, like, some people liked it, but, like, not enough people went out and... Played it. Nintendo's been weird with sense. the Mother series
4: ever since it came out, though, because like Mother 3 has been tr- fan translated and just not released, and people want that. And they, when they ported, um, they did uh, Earthbound Origins, which was the first Mother game uh, that came out, and it wasn't the one people wanted. Um, they did do a Wii U version of Earthbound that was available, um, and it did sell very well. When that came out but nintendo just doesn't want to do anything with the franchise but the one thing i'll say about earthbound is if you talk about the inspiration of what earthbound has done to modern like rpgs um like undertale which is not on this list we probably missed that um is heavily inspired by what earthbound did and there's many games which will talk about the inspiration that they got from playing earthbound
0: I would say out of the games that we have remaining here, Earthbound deserves to be on this list more than South Park. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So is is there anything else on out of, so if we say Earthbound is in and South Park is on the bubble, is there anything here that we have? So we have South Park, Paper Mario, and Dark Souls. Do we feel like South Park gets in over See, Dark Souls? I would Souls drop or Paper Mario? Dark
4: Souls personally, but that's a me not liking Dark Souls thing. Um i
1: i don't like dark souls either but i think it should stay specifically because of what it how it how it created a new branch of uh difficulty in terms of games and not you know and 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 it 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 carved out its own niche and all borderline created a, a new genre a souls like specifically and it, 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 like, yeah, it originated with Demon Souls, but, like, Dark Souls is, like, the origin point of the, quote-unquote, very difficult RPG-like games. So is,
0: is there anyone arguing that Paper Mario doesn't make this list? Is it just down to South Park and Dark Souls? Well, but I would rather
4: South Park than Paper Mario, but that's also me. Me too. Yeah. Personally.
0: Really? Okay. I
3: mean, I haven't played Paper Mario, though, so... I'd I, I played I paper understand.
1: mario and i played uh stick of truth i think well i mean south park had years to improve upon the paper mario formula um where would where would south park in video game form be well, without paper mario
0: it wouldn't exist without it which is why i'm okay with dropping South See, Park and here's my issue paper mario but okay. I would I would rather see South yeah, Park. Yeah, um, see, so Paper Mario is not
4: even my favorite RPG. Super, I think Super Mario RPG should be above Paper Mario. But I think we're going to get into semantics at this point. A, a Mario
0: RPG should make this list, whether it's Paper Mario, Super Mario RPG, Mario Luigi Superstar Saga, Bowser's Inside Story, whatever it's going to be. One of them should be on the list. No. No, AJ. It is not Super Paper Mario, because Super Paper Mario is not an RPG. It's a exceptional experience, but no. <laughs> okay. Now, with the rumored Switch, Paper Mario RPG, that makes me excited. Okay. I think for that reason alone, we should leave Paper Mario on the list. Because there's more games coming. We don't know if there's more South Park yep. coming. Sure. Cool. Yeah. So, South Park or Dark Souls, we're going to go around, everyone's going to vote. Souls. So,
1: we're going to... We're voting to keep.
0: We're voting which one makes the list, Dark Souls or South Park. Uh, Alex? Dark Souls. AJ? Dark Souls. Nathan? South Park. Cozy? Dark Souls. God damn it. I was with you, Nathan. I was on the South Park train, but we got outvoted. Praise the sun! (laughs) Hey! All right, so... I don't even like uh, Dark Souls all that much. Neither do I. So why did you have to bring it to this goddamn list? Because it's important. Uh, Fine. So the list, as it is... The definitive list of most important RPGs of all time as built by your press PressYYZ hosts is Final Fantasy 7, The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim, Paper Mario, Mass Effect 2, Chrono Trigger, Persona 4 Golden, Pokemon Red and Blue, The Witcher 3, Dark Souls, and Earthbound. In no particular Tony Hawk. order. Tony Hawk, we did it AJ, I don't know if you're going to be back next week, bud. God! Oh,
4: here we go again oh <laughs> uh, we need to engage hr in this again don't we <laughs> let me pull up the binder
0: okay so i had an idea about next week's topic of the show mm-hmm. and i didn't run it by you guys before this so let's see how this works doing it live and if we're going to do this or not because this would be great for getting feedback but the idea i had for next week's show was round table where we just have a discussion about our biggest gaming regrets <sighs> i like it cool Anyone, anyone I'm, strongly I'm opposed to that or have any better ideas? That. My,
3: uh, my, I, the only, Oh, go ahead.
4: Some people cry with the one or two of mine. So, uh, based Oh, that's perfect. Here, so yeah. and we
0: got to get emotional with this one. It's this gonna be great. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So for our fans out there, if you have any big gaming regrets yourself, feel free to email us at press at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at pressyyz or any of the hosts. And speaking of hosts, Where are all y'alls on the interwebs? Nathan?
4: Oh, uh... Nathan? Nathan, this is where you plug your uh, social accounts. Sorry, I didn't hear it. Uh, My sound's been cutting intermittently in and out. Uh, Find me at the underscore nmac on Twitter. I'm also writing reviews for PS4Blog.net. I don't know if I pimped it last week, but I got a chance to go hands-on with Roundguard, uh, which I really enjoyed. So, yeah, check out the review. AJ.
1: Uh, you can find me all over the internet uh, at Time Zero capital T, capital H.
2: Mr. Ballant, where are you?
3: Uh, on Twitter, I am Blatantly underscore Alex. And on Instagram, I am Blatantly Alex.
2: Mr. Cozy. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Alex Cozina, And on Twitch, my Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash Live.
0: And you can find me on the internet, on all the socials, at Mr. Mitch George. We appreciate you taking some... Valuable time out of your day and spending it with us. Thanks for playing. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.